Are you a financial professional whose clients make emotional decisions that cost them and you money? This is a question I ask mm, almost every financial professional I meet. I ask this of agents. I ask this of attorneys. Yeah. And that answer is usually yes. What did you say? Put it in the comments. However, just yesterday, I asked somebody this question and they said no. Fortunately, their clients don't. And I was like, wow, tell us where you get your clients. You do need to share the secrets because, well, actually, I don't want to know because I like having clients that make emotional decisions because it makes me valid and worth it and, and it gives me a job. Emotional decisions are bad, but here's the thing. I realized that maybe this person did not understand the question. So I decided that I'm going to talk to you about five ways to know if your clients need financial therapy. This might be helpful for you and your clients. Welcome. Welcome to Presidential Lifestyle Live. I want to welcome you here because no matter whether you are part of the community, the newsletter, um, or just the podcast, either way, I'm so glad you're here and I'm honored to be with you. I am Kade Quarter, National Certified Counselor specializing in financial therapy for wealthy business owners. You have questions. I have answers for you. If you are not already a member, join the Presidential Lifestyle Community. You need the newsletter and definitely subscribe to this podcast. Here, wherever you are listening to this, subscribe now. Thank you. Now let's get started. Five ways to know if your clients need financial therapy. This is so important. Why? Because like the gentleman who responded to me the other day, you may not be able to help your clients if you don't understand that they need financial therapy. Now, this isn't to say that you're going to rush out and and um, suggest to them that they go get financial therapy. No, this gives you more awareness. Now, let's talk about these five things. And I'm going to do this pretty quickly, so I won't take up a lot of your time. You'll be able to get right back to serving your clients and doing what you do best. Number one. They act first and think later. Now, this is sort of a new money kind of situation. This happens mostly with new money, but this can also happen in old money. Why? Because old money feels safe, like they have a, a cushion, like it doesn't matter what they do, that they'll always land on their feet, especially if they're second or third or even fourth generation money. Now, second generation money, many times they are a little bit more nervous. Why? Because their grandparents or parents keeps reminding them that they didn't used to have money. So they may not be as quick to make a financial decision and, and regret it. Now, when I say act first and think later, I mean across the board. That means they can file for divorce and then decide, oh, wait, I don't want to leave you. I just wanted to make you mad. Right. Or they could, um, they could take a job or, or even leave a job. Now you may be saying, well, my clients are business owners. They don't have jobs, but they might take a client. That's sort of like taking a job. <laughs> they might take a client that 
maybe I had, I once worked with someone who really wanted um, to do business with Magic Johnson, but could not really quantify or understand why it was just that he was a celebrity. Now, of course, this person didn't know that, but this is where financial therapy comes in. They were working really hard to do business with this man and they don't really have a true meaning or purpose behind it, except that he is successful, he is a celebrity, and it would make sense to them. So they put a whole campaign and a lot of time and energy into it. It was so this was the act first, think later, and I guess they would figure out on the other side how they would do business with them. But they spent a lot of money doing this, and so this costs them money. This costs their financial professionals money probably by going in this direction. Now, there are so many examples that I can give you, but I'm going to stop there and move on to number two. If you have questions about this act first, think later, jump in the community, ask me any questions and I'll answer them on Q&A with Kanae. Number two, regret or second guess decisions. So of course, if they're thinking fast or first and and I'm sorry, acting first and thinking later. If they are acting first and thinking later, then they're likely going to have some regrets about the decisions they make. And that those regrets or those second guessing, that could be of decisions you've told them to make or decisions they've made themselves. So sometimes they have second guess your decisions. And that is frustrating because you feel like we discussed this. You knew this was happening. And, and now you're second guessing it. And a lot of times the second guessing comes because they are looking at somebody, they're comparing themselves to somebody else. And if they're comparing themselves to somebody else, it could be comparing themselves to their father or grandfather. It could be comparing themselves to their colleague or neighbor. It could be comparing themselves to their brother who is also, you know, maybe successful or maybe the brother is more successful than them and they're trying to get there. But what they don't understand is that the, even their brother has a different financial situation than they do. Their idea of prosperity might be different. I watch, uh, I listen or watch a podcast called My First Millions and Sean and Sam have two different ideas of prosperity or the presidential lifestyle is what we call it. So Sam's idea of the presidential lifestyle is more around preservation where Sean's is around growth and accumulation. So you don't really know if the person they're comparing themselves to has the same idea of the presidential lifestyle, has the same goals. And if that is their only account, right? I'm specifically talking about when we're making um, financial decisions in this particular instance. But is that account, does that account have the same goal that their account has? So yeah, you can't, you can't second guess and hindsight is 2020. So they may second guess the decisions because now they have new information, but there was that information wasn't available six months ago or three months ago. And even yesterday sometimes. So you get it. This is how you know if your clients need financial therapy, if they're doing this. Now, moving on to number three, and this is a big one. They get stuck or won't take action. Kind of the same thing. I'm just saying it in a different way. They just won't take action. Like nothing you can do. You're like, sign the papers, sign the papers, right? Or something that used to happen a lot is that people would go to the their attorney, get the estate planning document written up but then not create the account, the, the account that the document is attached to, they won't create that account. Now, some of you are saying what well, that makes no sense. I know, but this happens a lot where 
people start a process, but they don't finish it and they don't go all the way through. Now, some of that as their trusted advisor is your responsibility, but only so much. You don't control them. You control giving them the information. You control giving them the consequences. You control staying on them, holding them accountable, but you can't make them do anything. So if your clients are getting stuck, they may need financial therapy. And moving on to number four, they people please. And then they play the victim. <laughs> oh my gosh. They people please, people please, people please. And then they say, oh, people are always taking advantage of me. And you're like, are they though? Are they? Or did you just give more than your fair share? You could have said no. They don't set clear boundaries. And when they don't set clear boundaries, so there's, there's a line. There's a line in which they consider themselves generous and they're like, hey, I have this to give. And then they're like, okay, this is what I could give if I'm being really nice and generous. Okay, this is what I would give if I just want this person to like me. I don't want them to get angry with me. And so I'm gonna go this far. So if they cross that line and they go over to people pleasing, it's likely that they're gonna go back to number one, which is um, that is acting first and thinking later, like how it's gonna turn out. And number two, which is regret, the or second guess the decisions they made and then it will cause them to sort of get stuck and not do these things again because they're afraid and they don't trust themselves and then when they don't trust themselves they're not going to be able to trust you i find that the person the people that are the least trusting they first don't trust themselves so they don't trust you or themselves people who trust themselves are more likely to trust you so if you have to have a target market i would say somewhere in your target market as you you're describing them put that they trust themselves because that makes it for easier for you now that might not you might not care about that you think you don't care about that but just have the least amount of clients because those are the clients that are going to take more of your energy. If they don't trust themselves, they're not going to trust you and they're going to take a lot more of your energy. So make that 20% of your clientele. Did I just drop a little nugget for you? You're welcome. So moving on to number five, ignore your calls or ghost you. And then the second part of that is then, and then they call you and they expect you to answer their call. And then if you don't, they'll call you back to back to back to back to back. Okay. That's a second. That's like a, a 5B, but 5A, <laughs> they ignore your calls. They ignore your calls and they ghost you. And, and this kind of goes into the getting stuck. If they get stuck, they're going to start ignoring your calls because they don't want you to hold them accountable. If they regret what they did, they're going to they're going to ignore your calls because they don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to talk about it. They want to kind of forget that it even happened. But sometimes they are ignoring your calls because they don't understand. It's way over their heads. It's too much for them. Sometimes they're ignoring your calls because they have all of these emotions going on. Sometimes it's anxiety. It might even be depression, confusion. And they just can't take the next step. It's like, you know, let's just stop, shut down. And when that happens, it, it requires for you to be a little bit gentle with them. See, this is now, now I'm going to give you a few tips. There are times when you need to be hard, tough love, a hold accountable. And then there are times when you need to be gentle and listen and take your time and patient. And you won't always know when those times are, right? You're not 
trained as a therapist. However, over time, you begin to learn that more and more. And if you've been in the business five, 10 years, you probably are getting it down, but with some trial and error. And there has to be more practice. And and you can ask me in the Q&A with Kenei, you can always ask me, hey, is this a time for me to do tough love? Is this a time for me to... Um, be gentle and patient. And I may ask you some more questions so I can get a feel for this client and what you've been going through with them, what the past is like, what their goals are. And then um, I can answer some questions for, I mean, then I can give you an answer to your question. So those are the five ways to know if your clients need financial therapy. And the person that I asked if their clients make emotional decisions that cost them and them and you money. You know what I'm saying? That was the question. Well, that person, I feel like either one doesn't, it's not client facing. They don't meet the client face to face. They don't know what the client is doing on a regular basis. They might be a little bit further away from the client, the actual client. Maybe there's an account exec or something that has to deal with it. Um, two, they they just lied to me because <laughs> they didn't want me to say whatever it was I was about to say next. They're like, nope, I don't have clients like that, <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. I understand. I've been, I've been protective of my time and energy as well. Um, or three, they don't have clients <laughs> because I know that human beings make emotional decisions. They just do. And so if you're wondering if your clients need financial therapy, the answer is yes. I can tell you they do. Now, whether they're going to go and get it or not, that's a whole nother thing. Whether you um, believe in it or not, that's a whole nother thing. But if you subscribe to this channel, if you subscribe to this podcast, the newsletter, and become a member of the community, when I say member, I actually need the upgraded version, but there is a free membership. If you have a free membership, you get so much. I pour into you, pour into you. I answer your questions. I give you a little five minute um, activation and tip tool resource. It's a lot in the free community. However, what's not in the free community is the actual five phase action plan for creating your presidential lifestyle. You can use it for yourself and you can share it with your clients, but you'll need to upgrade to get that, all the details. And you can actually experience self-sync financial therapy once a month live when you're part of the free community. So I've already said too much because you're like, wow, that is a lot. Look, you just partake in the parts that are meaningful to you. So use me when you need me. Oh gosh. Uh, you know what I mean by that. I am here to support you. Maybe that's a better way to say that sentence. I'm here to support you. If you don't need all those things, then leave those things alone. But whatever it is that you need in order to get to serve your clients at your best, allow me to serve you so you can serve your clients. And I'll see you in the next video.